got your Bibles with you, you're going to be in Psalm chapter 9. Psalm chapter 9, we're going to look at the first 11 verses of Psalm chapter 9. Psalm chapter 9, starting in verse 1, please hear this public reading of God's Word. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne, giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you rooted out. The very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice, and he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the peoples his deeds. So I just want to focus in on verse 1 of Psalm 9. Let me just read it one more time. Verse 1 says this, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. So I want to focus on these two things, giving thanks to God with our whole heart, you know, cultivating thankfulness, and number two, recounting all of God's wonderful deeds or telling of God's goodness. So let's think about giving thanks to God with our whole heart, growing in thanksgiving. This is a topic I've talked about many, many times, but just as a reminder, I read this week that the book of Psalms, there's almost 50 times where the book of Psalms reminds us to give thanks, almost 50 times. The New Testament, there's almost 50 times in the New Testament where the New Testament reminds us to give thanks. It's almost 100 times in the book of Psalms and the New Testament alone that is telling us to give thanks. Why so many reminders in the Bible for us to give thanks? thanks. Well, I think, number one, because we are prone to be ungrateful. We are so prone to be ungrateful. So the Bible reminds us over and over again to give thanks. And number two, I think it is good for us spiritually to be filled with thanksgiving. It is good for us spiritually. That's why the Bible, I think, reminds us so many times. You see, thanksgiving is a sin-conquering force. It enters in and knocks out sin out of our lives when thanksgiving enters in. So why are we so prone to be ungrateful? Why are we so prone to be ungrateful? I think you could say we live in a culture where complaining is commonplace, and we can get swept up into that current of complaining and ungratitude, so that's one reason. But what's another reason why maybe we're so prone to being ungrateful? Well, one author says the reason for our ungratefulness most often has to do with where we're focusing our attention. So where we're focusing our attention, what does he mean? Well, he said we could focus in on disappointments we've experienced in our life. We could focus in on trials. We can focus in on suffering or where we've been hurt. So this trial, this suffering begins to fill our gaze and we lose sight of God's goodness and mercy. Or we can focus in on what we don't have and that can cause ungratefulness to rise up. For example, if you're single and you want to get married, you could fixate on the fact that you're single and you don't have a spouse and that begins to fill your gaze or you're married and you don't have children and you want to have children you fixate on the fact that you don't have kids or you're in a job that you don't particularly like and you want to get another job and you fixate on the fact that you don't have that job or say you're reaching retirement age you want to be able to retire but you can't retire so you fixate on that and when we do that that begins to fill our gaze 
and we lose sight of God's goodness and mercy that is coming into our lives every day. So first question, if we come to our time of confession, have we complained or been ungrateful this week? So how can we now cultivate thanksgiving? How do we cultivate a thankful heart? Uh, as David has here, giving thanks with his whole heart. Well, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but one author says we need to train our hearts to look for God's grace in all circumstances, and this looking must become habitual. We must do this every day. Throughout the day, we need to look for God's grace, and we need to, once we see it, we need to respond with heartfelt gratitude to God when we see God's goodness and mercy, which is going to be there in every situation. But notice this connection, which I just noticed this week in verse 1. I'll read it again. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. And it sort of connected this for me. So we cultivate thanksgiving by looking for God's grace. We see it. We respond with gratitude. But then we don't stop there. As we have opportunity, we should be telling others of God's goodness, God's grace in our life. We should be recounting that to others. One person said, as David pondered the Lord's goodness in his life, he could not be silent about it. He was compelled to tell others of God's goodness. I know Jerry Ediger has said this in the past. He said, if you're praying for something and the Lord answers that prayer, Jerry says, write that down, the answer to prayer down, and then be sure to tell others of God's faithfulness to answer this prayer. Tell others of God's goodness. So second question would be, are we telling others as we have opportunity of God's goodness, God's grace in our life? And lastly, I would say as a reminder, we as Christians should be the most grateful people on planet earth. And I mean, by a million miles, we should be the most grateful people on the planet. Why should we be so grateful? Well, let me end with this brief story. I was checking out this book that just came out on Thanksgiving, and you can download a sample chapter of the book. And I downloaded the sample chapter, and I was just going to read through it very quickly to see what this book was about. And I just started reading the very first chapter, and he began the book with this story. And I was reading fast. I wasn't expecting it. It was sort of just like this uppercut that hit me. And I stopped after reading this story. And I had to go back, and I read it again, and I read it again because I was so gripped by this story. Here's, here's how he begins that book. He said, picture yourself in this situation. You've served a long time on death row in a dark and dank medieval dungeon, and your execution is imminent. So you use your imagination here. We are on death row. We are in a dank, dark dungeon in medieval times. Our execution is imminent. It could happen any day. The, the light of the sun doesn't even reach to where we are in this prison. He says, you smell. No, you stink. It's too dark to see. What must you look like? Your clothing long ago turned to filthy rags, and the slimy stone cell reeks. A day arrives. Remember, daylight, when you hear the footsteps of a guard approaching, a key rattles in the lock, the door swings open, and the guard growls, somebody has paid your ransom, you're free. What? As you stumble up the steps out of the dungeon, you turn to ask him, ransom? What was the ransom price he paid? The guard mutters, your ransomer had to die in your place. When will that happen, you ask? It's done. He waves his hand to keep you climbing the stone stairs. Stunned, you move toward the last doorway to the outside where you ask one more question. How did he die? He died the way he knew he would. The guard replies, he was butchered alive. What a price to willingly pay. Wouldn't a proper response be thankfulness multiplied exponentially by amazement. And in your freedom and amazement, wouldn't you run to your friends, to everyone, and enthusiastically exclaim how grateful you are? 
You see, Christ pays the price and is the price, as he himself told us. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He paid the debt he didn't owe for captives who owed a debt they couldn't pay. How fitting for thankfulness to erupt from prisoners thus freed is thanksgiving erupting from us. I think of a natural spring with water just rising. That should be us. Thanksgiving should be erupting from us. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I'll give you a few moments to pray silently. I'll close this. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, we must admit that so often we get caught up in the current of the culture and we complain just like those around us. We grow ungrateful like those around us. So, Father, forgive us when we have grown ungrateful. Forgive us when we have complained. Father, forgive us when we have seen your goodness and mercy and we just haven't told others of your goodness, of your grace in our life. Forgive us when we have remained silent, when we should have told others about your goodness and mercy. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending your Son to die in our place. Father, thank you. You've cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. But Father, help us to live in light of the gospel. And when we go to the gospel, Father, I pray that thanksgiving would be erupting out of us regularly, consistently. And Father, give us eyes to see your goodness in our life and help us to respond with thanksgiving and help us to be faithful to tell others of your goodness and your mercy in our life. Father, even now as we sing, I pray that we would sing with gratitude to you for all you have done and pray for Mark as he preaches from your word. You've used him mightily. Help us to be attentive to the preaching of your word and help us to apply your word to our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.